You are listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast, delivered every Tuesday, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar, from the Research Department at First MetroSec. Welcome to another episode of Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast with First Metro Securities. I'm Royce Aguilar from the Equity Research Department. For those tuning in for the first time, what we usually do is discuss the weekly summary outlook. Then we'll mention the stock picks along the way for the week. And then I'll mention the theme for the week. So this the theme for the week is about Dita Telecom. So let's talk about the weekly summary outlook. Last week, the PSI climbed to 6,372.66. That's 180 points or nearly 3%, fueled by optimism on the positive results in the early trials for BioNTech and Pfizer's experimental COVID-19 vaccine. Moreover, the market was lifted by the quarter-end window dressing activities and improving global macro data. So we saw improving manufacturing PMIs, improving data in the U.S., specifically in the housing, on jobs data, and the like. So for this week, we expect risk on sentiment to spill over due to better global economic data. So to be specific, we have think tank like Capital Economics saying that manufacturing conditions across Asia recovered in June 2020, hinting that the worst may be over for the sector. Moreover, the improved global market risk appetite recently reduced the demand for safe havens such as the US dollar compared to emerging market currency. So that if you notice, last Friday, the US peso pair hit a three-year high. It's now at 49 and a half there. So in terms of our picks for the week, we have one buy, a couple of sales. So for the first one, is our buy call is Macro Asia Corp. So here's the announcement regarding to that. So we have the Manila International Airport Authority saying that after temporarily closing its doors last March 20, 2020, the year Terminal 3 will resume international flight operations on July 8, 2020. So to be specific, Naiya Terminal 3 will accept flights from airlines such as Nippon Airways, Air Asia Berhad, Cathay Pacific, Emirates, Royal Dutch Airlines, Qatar Airways, Singapore Airlines, and Turkish Airlines. So recall that Naiya previously concentrated its operations at its Terminal 1, given that some airlines suspended its flights due to the strict COVID quarantine. So why Macro-Asia? So with the government gradually easing restrictions, we see positive sentiment to spill over to aviation support businesses like Macro-Asia. Keep in mind that over 90% of max revenue, so we based it from the 2019 revenues, came from ground handling, aviation services, and in-flight catering. 90% comes from aviation-related businesses. On the price perspective, with Macro-Asia currently trading near the bottom end of its range of 6 to 7, 10, it's a good risk-to-reward trade to enter current levels. Just keep in mind, set your cut-loss levels below 6, so that's what you're seeing. A sell call. So this is regarding a news after DOF Secretary Carlos Dominguez said that the agency may ban the sale of cigarettes and alcohol in online spaces where it is hard to ensure that they are not being sold to minors. DOF added that given the high discounts, Dominguez said that the government will get in touch with the likes of Lazada to verify if the cigarettes are fake or counterfeit. With that in mind, we expect LTG to pull back given its significant exposure in both the cigarettes and alcohol business. So its tobacco accounted accounts for 80% of LTG's net in- at attributable income, while the spirit segment accounts for 3%. So that being said, we, at the price perspective, we expect or recommend to light in position the stock. Those more aggressive can sell once it breaks below its 50-day moving average at around 8.01. Another sell call for us is All Home Corp. So this was actually mentioned already in our playbook. So of course, after 
all-home rally by 37% last month, the stock is currently consolidating with momentum seems to be slowing down a bit. So, to specify our analysis on home, on a technical analysis standpoint, it's RSI, MACD, volume is trending lower. In terms of news, despite disclosing its new store format, Quick Fix, price action was muted. Even despite home saying it targets a position Quick Fix near its Vistaland community location, so keep in mind, that's the benefit of all home to be positioned near its Vistaland projects, given that Vistaland is also owned by the Villar family. So given the slowing price momentum, muted reaction from positive news, this signal that there are a significant number of sellers at these levels. So we recommend taking profit for those who are holding or lightened position at current prices. So next support levels are at 7 pesos and 6.45. So for the theme of the week, I would like to talk about one of the most controversial stocks last week. One of which was uh, Dito Telecom. So before we actually discuss the news last week regarding the technical launch and whatsoever, we'd like to discuss first, who is Dito Telecom? This segment is mostly for those new investors who see Dito as this promising company, third telco, and the like. So let's just set out the facts first, right? Let's talk about the one listed in the PSE. So Dito, CME Holdings Corp, formerly ISM Communications Corp. So as ISM, the company was engaged in IT, information technology, telecommunications, and other similar industries. So last March 6, 2020, the SEC approved the change in corporate name to present one, Dito CME Holdings Corp. Dito CME means Communications, Media, and Entertainment. So currently, Dito has no operating business. So the company is doing business as a holding company as it was since 2016. Keep in mind that Dito Telecom is under Dito CME Holdings Corp. So let's just clear that out of the way, right? Just to set out the facts. So keep in mind, before it came Dito CME Holdings Corp, Dennis Uis, that's uh, the chairman CEO, Dennis Uis Odena Corporation was supposed to pursue a backdoor listing through a share swap agreement. However, the latest moves or the moves of ISM um, to become just a Dito CME Holdings Corp, this non-operating business superseded the previous arrangement which was initially valued at 72 billion pesos that's the value of Udena Corp so keep in mind that Udena has six major businesses it has Phoenix Petroleum the, the gas station Chelsea the logistics company Udena property development Udena infrastructures Enderon School and it's a uh, resorts and gaming company so going back to the plan so ISM acquired 100% of only the communications, media, and entertainment business. So this was described as a shell entity, meaning it has no existing assets back then. So right now, it has these towers already, specifically only for the telecom business. So Udena CME is intended to be the parent entity that holds the Udena Group's shares in telecommunications, media, and entertainment. So Dito Telecom is the telecommunication side. So back then, that was uh, around 2019, no other details were revealed. So after it was just said that it would become Udena's CME, it spooked some investors because initially they were expecting the Udena Holdings Company with the petroleum, logistics, property development, infrastructure, school, gaming, to be like the one listed. But it did not push through. So that day, actually, the ISM shares fell by 17%. So that was happened. Now, this Dito Telecom, a third telco, initially... Uh, it was called Mistatel. So this was the call of the administration to challenge telco incumbents PLDP and Globe, right? So what they committed was 
to set up a nationwide telco network and spend at least $157 billion over a five-year commitment period. So, going back to Dito CME, just to clear out the rumors, it was initially rumored to be a buyer of ABS. So, after that thing with the shutdown and the like, it was initially rumored that Dennis would buy ABS-CBN. But what Dito CME said was they're not going into that direction of broadcast for now. Actually, what they're trying to do is to step foot on the digital space. So any content that they will pursue will be solely digital. 100% digital. That's what the chief operating officer of Dito CME holding said. So it actually hired this guy, his former ABS-CBN executive Donald Lim, to be in charge with the media and entertainment segment of Dito. So we have Mr. Adelta Mano for the telecommunication space and we have Donald Dim for the media and entertainment space, D2CME, right? So he's in charge of the media entertainment. So there. So basically, that's the background of who D2CME is. So we cleared it out that Dito Telecom is only under D2CME Holdings Corp, the one listed in the PSE. Okay, so moving on to the news. Let's discuss the news, right? The one of the most talked about news last week. So Dito Telecom said that it's likely to miss the deadline for its technical launch on July 8th. So they attributed to movement restrictions caused by the strict lockdown measures imposed to halt the spread of the COVID-19. So Mr. Adelta Mano, Dito Chief Admin Officer, said that Dito Telecom is currently building 1,300 cell towers, 300 already operational. He added that to get to Dito Telecom's 37% minimum coverage requirement, that's part of the, their commitment, the company needs to build 1,300 towers only. I believe they previously committed 2,000 towers equals to the 37% minimum coverage requirement. So right now, what they're saying is they can only build 1,300 towers and they can already meet the requirement. Although what Mr. Taman said is they can meet the 2,000 towers this year. So something to watch out for. In addition to that delay, the good news for Dito Telecom is the National Telecommunications Commission has given the company more time for its technical launch from the July 2020 deadline to January 2021. So that's something the news just came up, I believe, later Friday or over the weekend. Moving on to the specifics of the requirement. Again, what Mr. Taman said, he intends to finish 2,000 cell sites this year. So besides the 37% minimum coverage requirement equals to the 1,200 cell sites, they have to have this speed of 27M BPS. So by January 2021, they have to have 37% covered, and they have to have the speed of 27 Mbps. That's the technical launch. What Dito also said, that the actual, the commercial launch in March 2021 will proceed as scheduled. So two dates now for Dito traders and even for some investors, January 2021 and March 2021. So this is what former DICT Undersecretary Eliseo Rio Jr. said, that now they've been given a grace period to January 2021, Rio said, now they already exhausted one of the two grace periods on meeting the rollout targets under its franchise. So Rio said once the company hits strike three, the government can forfeit on its favored 25.7 billion performance bond Dito Telecom paid last 2019. So that's the reason actually why Dito dropped by more than 16% last week alone. Investors traders may have also been spooked after they saw President and CEO Dennis Uy sold 30 million worth of Dito stocks at 3.66 pesos around June 29th prior to the announcement that they can commit to the technical launch this month. 
And you can see that in the PSE Edge under Statement of Changes in Beneficial Ownership of Securities. So those two may be the reasons why Dito significantly pulled back last week. I won't like talk about, of course, some are asking, the increase in authorized capital stock, which was initially disclosed by ISM before. So keep in mind that the board of directors of the company approved the increase of authorized capital stock from 2.8 billion to 40 billion pesos. Let's talk about that a bit. Just to clear things out, this is another um, fact regarding the situation of Dito CME Holdings Corp right now. So let's discuss the pros and cons of increasing the capital stock just to give us some background for what they will be doing moving forward. So an increase in the capital stock showing on a company's balance sheet is sometimes a bad news for stockholders because it represents the issuance of additional stock shares, which dilutes the value of investors' existing shares. So as the company's earnings are divided by the new larger number of shares to determine the earnings per share, the company's diluted EPS figure will drop, right? So dilution and the EPS figure will drop. So investors and us analysts actually are sometimes worried if the company continually initiates additional stock share offering. So for Dito, I believe this is the first time. So we are worried, for example, if there's additional stock share offerings all the time, this indicates that the company is having difficulty maintaining financial solvency. It means why do they need additional financing all the time? So for Dito CME's case, that's, this is the first time. So not a red flag yet. So that's the con. The pros, the positive side of it, the additional capital stock may actually benefit investors in the form of increased returns on equity through capital gains, probably in the future higher dividend payouts, or both. Despite the possible dilution of shares, increases in capital stock can ultimately be beneficial for investors. So the increase in capital for the company raised by selling these additional shares of stock can finance additional company growth. So that's actually their goal. They're actually trying to grow Dito CME. So right now, the telecom side is spending and they plan to use this capital stock for growth. So if the company invests the additional capital successfully, then the gains in stock price, Dividend payouts realized by investors may be more than sufficient to compensate for the dilution of the shares. So it's actually a good sign for us, investors and analysts, if a company can issue a significant amount of additional stock without seeing a significant drop in share price. But that's not always the case, right? So bottom line, Dito CME's value is hinged. For the moment, it's hinged on the rollout of its telecom business, which we have yet to see. Expectation is they will spend significantly First, since they will roll out their operations, so they will build towers to meet the committed frequencies and the like. And you will see the annual report of Dito. It's a net loss. No revenue yet. Purely spending. So that is expected. Again, that's the value of the company. As of the moment, it's hinged on whatever they will do with their communications and media side plus the telecom. The sentiment is heavily dependent on the telecom side for the moment. So something for us to ponder on. So that's basically how to look at it, to separate the facts from the rumors, from the opinions regarding Dito Telecom. So in terms of a bit of the technical, so this is more of the analysis, maybe opinion side. In terms of technical, so just a beef one. It corrected significantly, right? For us in traders, probably investors who want to re-enter, the next strong support levels is 285. It should hold or else there will be further downside. So the next support level after 285 is 250. There, that is the theme for the week, Dito and next week, I will already discuss with you or at least tell you the theme for next week. And it's about Converge IC. We'll talk about the prospectus. We'll talk about the upcoming big IPO. So that's it. I'm Royce from the research department. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. And as always, your feature first. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up-to-date market news and info, exclusive content, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join facebook.com slash groups slash First Metro Sec and be part of the First Metro Sec family.